Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 15 and 12 year old girls who have been hiking the white since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. We are currently working on the grid, which is hiking the 48 4,000 footers in every month of the year. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello everyone. Today we're interviewing Whitney Silverblatt, also known as Tiptoe, an avid white mountain hiker. She has done the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, the 4,000 footers, the Winter 4Ks, the Hut to Hut in a Day, which is hiking to every right mountain hut in one day, and is working on redlining, which is hiking all the trails in the White Mountain Guidebook. Welcome to Granite Gals. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> when did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? Um, technically, I started as a kid. My, um, my friend's parents would take us up like Mount Major and stuff like that, and we'd do school trips. Um, and then I didn't hike again um, until my early 30s, and I actually started hiking again because I was a smoker, and I had a health scare, and I quit smoking, oh. and it... Uh, it left a big hole in my life. So one day I just got in my car and drove up to the mountains and just picked a trail and started hiking. And it was early summer, so it was nice out. And on the way home, I stopped and bought Steve Smith's 4,000 footer book. And the rest is history. (laughs) I just started every week because it it felt good to have something to break the old habit. and it was really hard. It was a really hard time in my life. Don't ever, ever start smoking. <laughs> it's a horrible addiction. But yeah, one thing after another, and I just started doing the 4,000 footers and was up here every single day off I had year round. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, hiking can really just, you know, be a... Clear your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rehabilitating too. In a lot of ways, so best decision I ever made, though, to quit smoking. And then the hiking just happened after it, so it was perfect. Yeah. What's your favorite 4K? Yeah. You know, I don't really have a favorite, but I'd say any of the presidential peaks. Um, I love being above tree line, like anyone does on a nice day. But, you know, I really, I love Jefferson um, and Adams a lot and they're close to my house so I can zoom up there when That's I want nice. to but when I was doing the list um the first time I said every time I did when I said it was my favorite because I always <laughs> found something about each one that I liked and um you hear people complain about Owl's Head or Wombat or Cabot and I like all those I, I love them and Owl's Head is actually what I finished on so it ended up you know I have a soft spot in my heart for Alzheimer. <laughs> Good old Allie. But, and I don't have a least favorite either. That's nice. I guess maybe the Hancocks, but I don't know. They're kind of plain, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they all have a certain revealing quality, especially at different times of the year. Yeah. You know, some peaks that are less desirable in the win- winter or in the summer are more desirable in the winter. You know, you get the winter views through the trees and the snowpack. You can sometimes see over the trees, so I have a favorite 
thing about each one. <laughs> yeah, they're all different. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice that there are so many. And then once you keep hiking the mountains and the list, you can get kind of familiar with all of them. Yeah, and it's really never the same hike, at least not for me. Yeah. You know, round after round after round of doing them in different seasons. It's like today, falling in the water. You know, that was new. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that sounded pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive, though. It, I'm already laughing about it, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, it worked out. Okay. <laughs> but my brand new camera didn't make it, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. What lists or mountains besides the 4Ks have you hiked or are you working on, and what did you enjoy about them specifically? Let's see. I've done 67, and I actually did that in winter as well, oh, which wow. we finished last winter, my boyfriend and I. Um, that's a great list because those main peaks are a lot of fun, um, a lot less crowded than the whites are. Um, I'm, I kind of work on the 100 highest. Um, redlining kind of took over my life, um, my hiking life. So the 100 highest got put on the back burner. I have like 10 left, I think, and I've had 10 left for two <laughs> years. <laughs> um, and I have friends who work on it in winter, so I tend to tag along and do those in winter too. But um, redlining has been the big one between my through hikes, and I'm at 97.6%. Wow, that's so awesome. So I'm almost done, and I'm <laughs> yeah. actually sad about it because redlining has been my favorite out of anything that's really awesome it's just um it's an explorer's list so to speak um it's not really a list as much of it it's a a book and you're you know hiking all the trails but um yeah I I was born an explorer and it's just I love redlining because of that um some people it doesn't appeal to them because they're like well why would I ever want to go there why would I ever want to see what's down that spur and I'm like what there's a trail and you don't want to see what's at the end of it like (laughs) are you crazy um, and you get to see all these corners of the mountains that you might not otherwise ever go to, and it's almost over, but that's been my favorite, definitely, mm-hmm. by far. Yeah, you get to hike the trails that aren't the really common trails that everyone right. hikes, you know, they're right. alternative trails. There's <laughs> so much beauty out in these mountains, and, right. and you know, like, 80% of it people never see, because they're always on the 4,000 footers, and like... The shortest trails to the summits of the 4,000 footers, really. Like, everyone wants to take the most direct route. Yeah. Which, when it, you're doing, when you're peak bagging, it, it makes sense. Um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff out in, in our woods. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I know mom the, definitely yeah. likes to redline. She's working on that. Yeah. It's nice. You get a lot of solidarity out there because you just don't run into people like you do on the other mountains. Yeah, a long time. But... And you, and you tend to see more wildlife, too, which is fun. Yeah, less people. <laughs> <laughs> less people, more wildlife, yep. Exactly. <laughs> Where have you hiked in addition to the White Mountains? What was your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? Well, I've done the entire Appalachian Trails. I've hiked, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, or not, not South Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> Tennessee, you know, all the states on the eastern seaboard, and the PCT. Um, so Washington, Oregon, California, uh, done a lot of hiking in Arizona and the Grand Canyon numerous times, um, Utah, Colorado. I don't, you know, I have a lot of favorites again. It's hard for me to ever pick. The entire West Coast is just awesome. I mean, you go from high desert to mountain 
and then down to the water and it's just it's incredible the um varied landscapes of the pacific crest trail is just amazing you start in the desert and you end in the you know pacific northwest where it's rainforest temperate rainforest and um hiking in the desert wasn't something I expected to really love. I was kind of hesitant about that going to the PCT and I, I ended up absolutely loving it because it's not, you know, dry, dusty desert that you picture in your head, like it's beautiful ponderosa pines and um, it had been a wet winter that year. So all the desert cacti were in full bloom and there was so much color and it was lush and green. And I'm like, this is not the <laughs> desert I even thought could exist. Um, it must feel so different from hiking in New Hampshire. It's so right. different. It's easier. I think I've hiked all over the country, and if you can hike in the White Mountains, you can hike anywhere. Right. Because, yeah, yeah the, the mountains are higher out west, but they're also made for horse travel, so they're switchbacks, and they're newer trails, so, again, switchbacks. And you don't have these big rocky boulders um, to step over, hop over, jump over you know um the footing's a lot more delicate to your knees and your feet and your ankles (laughs) so um it's a nice change but it's also very different scenery wise um i loved oregon there's you know so much water in oregon it reminded me of hiking through maine but all the water is this beautiful aquamarine blue mm-hmm. and it's just sounds great amazing. <laughs> it is great except that you want to stop and go swimming like every time you pass this little glacial turn because it's like this crystal blue color um and i guess uh you know that the grand canyon i've i've gone back there numerous times to hike um it's one of my my boyfriend chris it's one of his favorite places to go so we've gone there together quite a few times, and it's really spectacular. And last year we did a rim to rim to rim in a day, wow. and that was—it's was tough. It was a tough hike, wow. but it, it was totally worth doing, and I'm glad I did it. But, yeah, it's really pretty around there. Yeah. Yeah, we did the we hiked the John Muir Trail. When was it? Like a couple years ago, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it was two or three. Three. Wow. Time is flying. So, like, time is flying by so fast. I can barely remember. That's what happens when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we did the JMT. Mm-hmm. I will insert like I'll edit this part like for the year. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it was really great. Um, and I just remember yeah. the scenery and the hiking, mm-hmm. um, the hiking trail, and the terrain was just really different. Yeah, yeah. it was like dirt. Yeah, but yeah. And it, yeah, like you, you could, could actually look up and as you're walking, you could look yeah. around and yeah. like down it, like yeah, in the whites. Nice. You're like this. Yeah, you're looking like, at your feet the whole time. Yeah, and as you were saying, you know, you don't have to deal with all those boulders because mm-hmm. it's more flat and it's just like you're walking on a dirt path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty nice. The the Sierra is spectacular too, but it's still you know amazingly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the mountains. It's, it's a there's a, so much in this country I mean there's so much on my list of stuff I want to do and it's like gotta find the time and the money you yeah. know <laughs> which I will but it's there's so much um, greatness and there's all these places I obviously want to go back to like the Sierra again and mm. maybe when there's not so much snow um, in Oregon and 
Washington. When I hiked through Washington, it was really cold and wet and rainy. Mm. So I'd like to go back there in the middle of like the summer when it's not the rainy season and yeah, it feels like yeah. winter so I can enjoy it and have a little bit more views. But So you've hiked the Appalachian Trail, which you talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about it? What were your favorite and least favorite moments while hiking? Oh, man. I know it must be difficult because it's yeah, such so a long, long time. Yeah, hiking. I mean, overall, my, my favorite thing about the AT was just because I did it, and it was a life-changing experience for me. Um, you know, it, that was a snowball effect from quitting smoking because I started hiking more and more, and then I was like, I'm going to hike this this Appalachian Trail thing that people have talked about. I'm going to do go do it. Like... So, yeah, I guess the, just the trail as a whole, all of it, um, it, it's been, you know, four years, oh my god, four years since I've hiked it, and I tend to, you tend to really forget the bad things about it, and you only remember the good, and even the bad days weren't that bad, you know, hiking days through the pouring rain, Obviously, pretty much the least favorite part of any through hike is right. being uncomfortable, like cold, wet. Yeah. Um, but the people, the people you meet on the trail, it's just like a positive environment, and everybody, everybody's in the same boat, and everybody wants each other to be happy. So it was. I, I'm sure you've heard other people who have hiked long distance trails say. It, it restores your faith in humanity, which is totally true. It really is. Um, you see the good in people yeah. a lot. Hikers tend to be great people. <laughs> yeah, they do. Weird, which I am too, <laughs> but great people. Um, Chris and I have an inside joke. We always talk about how hikers, and us included, are just weird people. <laughs> but you kind of have to be to spend all that time outside yeah. and being cold and or hot and wet. But, um, and we have all these terms that you know we we know we're very familiar with that people who don't hike might not understand what we're talking about. You know, like yeah. the grid or yeah. And I'm sure people who are hiking the Appalachian Trail have other words that yeah. we don't even. <laughs> yeah, probably. I can't think of any right now. But yeah, the uh, the AT that was it's a it's a great trail. It's rugged. And, it, and physically, it was more demanding than the PCT. I get asked that a lot. I, I want to do it again now. <laughs> it's been four years. started thinking about this winter, and I'm like, I think I want to hike it again. <laughs> that would be exciting. Just the other yeah. direction. And just faster, because I already know what I'm doing now. And yeah. I have all the kinks ironed out, and I can just pick up and go. And so was it rockier than the PCT? Yeah, it's a lot more. I mean... The southern part of the trail, I would say, is a lot more forgiving than the northern part. Um, once you get into the whites and Maine, it's, you know, it's rugged. Um, but overall, even compared to the, to the PCT, the southern part of the AT is still a lot more rugged. Rocks, roots, not, really not any switchbacks, um, you know, straight up the side of the mountain, straight down the other side. Um, and the weather, it's, it's kind of the East Coast temperamental weather thing um, that makes it unpredictable. West Coast, they say it's going to be sunny in seven days. It's going to be sunny in seven <laughs> days, you know what I mean? If they say it's going to rain tomorrow, it's going to rain. Um, their weather systems are a lot, I, I guess, a lot 
easier to forecast and predict. Yeah. Well, at least New Hampshire is pretty unpredictable. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's like that down in the Smokies, too. Um, they kind of have that the same thing going on, the converging weather patterns that leads to, like, freaky, you know, mm-hmm. ice storm in the middle of April or May, yeah. that kind of thing. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So. So you've also hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. Can you tell us about your experience on that? It, it was extremely different, the experience and everything, um, which I didn't expect. I knew going into it, it was going to be completely different scenery, um, physically different, the weather would be different, um, but I, I thought it would still have that same tight-knit closeness of the AT, and it didn't, mm-hmm. um, which was really weird to me. And there was a lot of people I knew on that trail from the AT, so I had people to talk to about it. And we basically came up with, because on the AT, there's a shelter system, and there's shelters, like every eight to 10 miles, and that is like the community of the trail. Every night you hike to a shelter, whether you stay there or not, you're gonna stop and get water. You might stop and cook your dinner and eat before you hike on to find a camping spot, or you might camp near the shelter, but. It's kind of that nightly, like you run into people, you catch up on the day, you eat together around the picnic table, and then either you stay there or you keep hiking and you set up down the trail. And on the PCT, there's no shelters. So sometimes like you didn't run into people or you run into different people that you didn't know. And, um, you know, you're not really camping together because there's no designated camp spots. Um, Would you you say that's a good thing or a bad thing? It's a little bit of both. I think when you're expecting that community feel and then you don't get it, you're kind of like, oh, okay. And it's like, Some people might feel a little bit lonelier in that aspect. Um, I started hiking the first day with a great group of people, and there was, there was nine of us. And um, so I, I had people to hang out with a lot, which was nice. Um, and we hiked about 600 miles together before we all split. Wow. Um, but there was also a lot of competition among hikers on the PCT. Oh, that's strange. Um, there's always competition on long-distance trails about how many miles did you hike today? How many did you do tomorrow? Are you going to do a 30 tomorrow? Like... I'm going to do this many miles, and then, of course, the how much does your gear weigh, mm, like that whole yeah. thing, um, which <laughs> you get really sick of talking about. Um, but on the PCT, it was really, like, people were hi- hiking, like, big mile days to out-hike each other, which is <laughs> kind of silly. Cause, That's funny. But people do that, and there is this sense of elitism, too, among a lot of people, like, my stuff's better than yours, and... I'm I'm hiking ten more miles than you a day because my gear is lighter than yours, and I was like, that's not either here <laughs> yeah, here nor there. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was a it kind of it really was off putting to me, but then when I caught up from people that I knew from the AT and they kind of noticed it too, I was like, all right, maybe it's just a West Coast thing. Maybe it's because yeah. I'm getting older, because I am getting older, and maybe. <laughs> You know, I just don't think the same way anymore, and it's another generation. I, I don't know. But it, it was a shocking difference to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, that. it was still a great experience. You know, I still had a great time. I met amazing people. 
if, if you don't, if you're on a long distance trail and you don't like the people around you, hike faster to get around other people <laughs> or slow down, you know, take a day off and it's let true. them get <laughs> a day ahead of you. That's just, you know, change the situation yourself. That's all. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I never would have thought you'd be such a difference in the social aspects. Yeah. It was interesting. Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? This is an interesting question. This really, when I read this, when you sent these to me and I read them, I was like, have I? Because I personally tend to ignore most comments that people direct at me because I, I don't want to say I don't care, but I kind of don't. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, there's a, there's a lot of negativity out there. And... Um, so I'm like, wow, you know, I probably have and just never, it's never registered. But I can tell you what I have experienced, which isn't directly sexism because I've experienced it from women too, because I know I look younger than I am. People think I'm a lot younger than I am. And it doesn't help that I braid my hair in pigtails when I hike. But I do that so my hair doesn't get all tangled up and snarled because yeah. it's not super right. easily. Um, so people think I'm a lot younger than I am, and I hike, I hike solo a good amount of the time. And I have had people talk to me in such a condescending manner before, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, do I look like I'm helpless? <laughs> I mean, I'm, in, I'm physically, I, I am in good shape. It's apparent that I'm in good shape. Like, I, I have, like, gear, like, you know, why are you giving me unsolicited advice? I've had it from men. I've had it from women. I had a woman tell me one winter she actually t- grabbed my arms hmm. and she said, you're cold. You need to put a jacket on. And oh I was gosh. like, <laughs> I'm hiking up past a Conaway. I'm hot right it's now. So it was the end of November. And, you know, it was like icy and kind of snowy. But I, I run hot. I hike up in my base layer and I put my jacket on when I get to the top. Yeah, I mean, the, you know how you're feeling. You don't need someone else to tell you you're cold. And, I, and I've, had, I've had men do it to me too. I, I had a man on Chikorua who was wearing jeans and Nike sneakers, of all things, stop me and say, it's really windy up there. You better have a jacket in that tiny backpack of yours. And I was oh, like... That's so rude. I, I, actually, like, wow. have, I actually have two wow. jackets. Thank you, Mr. Levi, Nike sneaker man. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I, I try to just, um, I, I kind of laugh and I keep walking because it's not worth the aggravation. Yeah. And there will always be people to give you anyone unsolicited advice because they think they know more, which is fine. Let them think they do and just <laughs> keep on walking. I personally will never give anyone unsolicited advice, ever. Because I don't know the person, you know, next to me on the trail or coming up to me. Yeah. They, they could have hiked, you know, they 200,000 miles in their lifetime, and I might not know that. You know, yeah. why am I going to... I don't care what they're wearing. They can wear whatever they want. So, but um, as for sexism, uh, I'm sure I have, but... I tend to notice the condescending tone, I guess, more than anything. Um, Do you think they're being condescending because 
you look younger or because you're female or do you think it's a mixture? I think it's both. I think it's because yeah. I look I look younger. The, the pigtails, like I said, don't help. And I, I think they a lot of people probably are like, where's this girl's mother? Like, where are her parents? Why is she out here by herself? Not realizing that I'm, I'm you know, 37 years old and I'm not 18 or 16 or um, something like that. I don't know. I, I asked my boyfriend last night, and he, he goes, you know, he goes, people give me unsolicited advice all the time, too, because he runs a lot, so he has his running pack, and people will, you know, say things like, are you going all the way to the summit? Because, you know, it's really cold up there. Mm-hmm. It happened to him yesterday. He ran up to Hermit Lakes at Tuckerman Ravine just to run up to there and turn around and come back, and someone pointed out that it was winter to him. And that it's cold. You know that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I guess it happens to everyone. Yeah, it's interesting how females can be sexist and males, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. can get sexism from women, too. Yeah. It's just, um, they probably don't know they're being sexist, you know? Yeah. But it's just kind of sad. <laughs> or condescending or just a jerk in general. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly think that they're helping you. Hmm. I'm sure it's something... As the two of you get older and start hiking without your mom, I'm sure you'll experience the condescending yeah. thing, too. Like, yeah. you're out here by yourself? Like, are you old enough? Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> Where's your mother? Yeah, it's funny. We you actually... can be like, I started hiking when I was five. And... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, have, we did get that a bit in the past uh, when we were younger because we were so young and hiking. Even when mom was with us? Yeah. yeah. Well, mom they're was like, with us when we were they, like, they don't even look at mom. They're like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, blink twice if you're getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't, yeah. That's yeah, they didn't say that's that. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, but now, and we did get a lot of support, though, but we did get some of that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, though, I've done some solo hikes and I haven't really gotten anything but I haven't done that many yet, so I'm, I'm probably going to get some at some point. <laughs> People have talked to us, though. Like, when we, she she goes, and then we, like, come, yeah. mm-hmm. like, an hour after her, and then they're like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes people say, Mom, like, you know, your child's really ahead of you, right? But I don't think that's necessarily, I, I think it's just because I look young, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll keep happening. Yeah. Tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trail. Oh, goodness. The one that sticks out in my head because it scared me. Because I'm not generally, I'm not scared of wildlife. I've never been scared of seeing a bear. Um, I've seen a lot of bears. (laughs) Um, But this scared the crap out of me. (laughs) Um, my friend and I were hiking, we were redlining over in Mona Lancet, so near Whiteface, Mount Whiteface, past Conway, that area. We were on McCrillis Path, not trail. McCrillis Trail is the one that goes up Whiteface. McCrillis Path kind of goes out into the woods and connects to some other little trails. And all of a sudden, we heard what sounded like somebody being murdered, like with a machete or something, like screaming. Yikes. And we both froze and just stood there, and we're like, what do we do? Oh, my God. There are houses near there, but it it was two bears mating. Oh, my God. And that's the noise they make. And... 
That's so funny. Um, so we, they, before we figured out it was bears, we we were trying to be quiet because we didn't, you know, want the serial killer to come after us. And then, um, and then I started hearing the rustling noises, and I'm like, oh, it's an animal. It's an animal. So we started clapping, and they took off running, and then we. We uh, figured it out and saw caught sight of a black blur, and I was like, "Ah!" Oh. Um, and the reason it was terrifying, besides the fact it sounded like someone being murdered by machete, was because a few years ago, um, a hiker friend of mine who actually encountered she was by herself on Mount Hale, and she had startled, interrupted, if you will, two bears mating. And the female took off, and that made the male very angry. And she got charged by the male bear. And she was smart, and she blew her whistle repeatedly, which they hate that noise, and that's why you have the whistle on your pack. And it backed down eventually. It didn't hurt her. But that story that she told me always stuck with her. So when we when I figured out, like, this is an animal mm. mating, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Please, both of you run away. And they did. That's good. Um, that is the top animal story that sticks out in my head. <laughs> when anyone has, ever asked me that question, um, mm. other than that, you know, I love seeing little fuzzy pine martens. They're my favorite, especially Aww. in winter when they're like red and white. They're so cute. I'm glad I have never heard the screaming noise on the trail. Thankfully, I haven't. Yeah. yeah I was alone and heard that. I oh freak my out. gosh, I'd be so scared. Yeah, I was very thankful to not be alone when that happened. So, a uh, different subject. <laughs> Do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people? It completely depends on my mood. There are days when I wake up and and say I- I'm gonna go hike, you know, by myself today. But then there are days where I might have the whole day off and it could be beautiful, and I don't want to hike by myself. I just want company. Mm. Um, I don't like hiking with big groups of people. I don't like there being congestion on the trail. Yeah. I I don't like the thought of other people encountering a big group like. I don't love encountering big groups only yeah. because they tend to all be talking to each other and you just want to get around them or through them and yeah. no one's paying attention and it's like, okay, can somebody like notice me behind you, like trying to get around you? Small groups though, which, you know, when my friends and I can all get together, there's usually four of us tops, sometimes five or six if it's like a winter time hike and we need the trail breaking strength, but... I've always gone. I've always liked and enjoyed both. Right now, I, I have. I've always had weekdays off, and I, I always have friends who have weekdays off. So I've found like a group of friends that I can go, like one or two here and there. It's nice. And then um, my boyfriend has weekends off, so if I get up early enough, we can hike together in the morning before I go to work. But. I get too tired now. So. It sounds like you have to wake up really early. Yeah. If I want to hike before work, yeah, 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 I do. And I used to do it. I did a single season forty winter forty eight um, wow. a couple winters ago, and it was wow, sounds intense. It was basically I was living up here, but um, the majority of the hikes were on days I worked because mm. I wanted to like take advantage of good weather. Because if you're yeah. trying to do a single season, you kind of got to take advantage of the time yeah. you have with good weather. And I went to work after hikes all the time. And now 
<laughs> I get too tired. I'm like, mm-mm. We have to get up pretty early, but like, how early did you have to get up during those days out of curiosity? Um, like, depending on the hike, but like probably like 4, 3.34. I did isolation before work one day, and that was, you know, that's a lengthy hike. But it was track. It was packed out, so it was easy to like zoom in and zoom out. Because yeah. um, I got, I have to shower before I go to work. Yeah. I can't just go into work like I am currently. <laughs> um, I got to shower, eat lunch, and then get over there. So yeah, yeah. We usually get up around four or five ish. Usually, yeah. We have a lot of schoolwork. I've seen quite a few pictures of your headlamp. Hikes. Right. <laughs> yeah, we almost always start off in the dark now. Yeah. Well, you got to make it work, and yeah. for now, that's yeah. how you make it work, and you're still doing it, so it's worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you like, do you ever night hike? Not really. No, I have, um, I've done a few in winter, which is nice, because if the trail's packed out, you don't really have to, you can just walk. Um, night hiking around here in the summer is like not a thing I look forward to because it's just so many rocks and it's dark even with a headlamp you gotta like crane your neck looking (laughs) in fact I think one of the only times I night hiked with when I did a hut to hut um a couple years ago and obviously when you do a hut to hut you're starting in the dark and ending in the dark unless you are my boyfriend who can do it and like (laughs) 13 hours, but um, for me, who needs more of a full day, um, I started, it was fall too, so it was shorter daylight, so I did like eight hours total in the dark, I think, it might have been more than that, on both ends, and I was really scared of hiking in the dark, Mm -hmm. I, um, even when I was on the AT, um, I night hiked a couple times, but I was with other people. Because something, it sounds silly being in your 30s and being scared of the dark, but it was like a thing. Like, I just, I never liked the dark. My mind would take over everything, noises. Like, my mind would warp the noises into things that were just silly. Um, So, a reason I wanted to do a hut to hut was to, like, make myself go hike in the dark. And, um, and then I did it, and I was like, oh, Yay. Like, <laughs> that noise is just a frog. I told myself everything was a frog, everything was a noise. <laughs> Even the bear at the end coming down from um, Lonesome Lake. It's a frog. 23, <laughs> 23 hours later, there's a bear. Wow. There was a moose and a bear. Wow. In the woods, yeah. But I was at the end, so I was just like, <laughs> Almost done. Bear, whatever, <laughs> just stay there. Almost done. Yeah, I used to be pretty afraid of the dark, um, but now I lead every, like, so we get up early and then we have a part of our hike is in the darkness because we wake up early, and I'm always leading that part, so I'm not alone, but I don't know, I still get a little nervous, Um, but I used to, and then now I'm not nervous anymore, and then me and mom, because is recovering from pneumonia that's right she still kind of is but she's she's getting not pretty, hiking she's pretty pretty good yeah she's not hiking yet but yeah that's you gotta be careful yeah. with pneumonia last big week, time yeah last week it's we not did. something that just goes away it's yeah. like slowly goes yeah. away I, now i can do stuff like i can do an app 45 minutes of exercise but i get really tired yeah. afterwards 
Yeah. And that, yeah, that's something you can like relapse to really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. She's just taking it easy right now. But, um, what were you going to say last week? Um, last week me and mom did a hike in the dark, um, of Wildcat A. Yeah. Wildcat Mm -hmm. A. So that was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go out and do a night hike just to see if I can still do it without being like, what's that? What's that? What's that? Like, that's me. And Oh, and the other thing I had to do when I did my head I had to talk to myself, like, in the dark. Like, just because if there's noise, you're not listening to everything around. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I was on um, Garfield Ridge Trail in the dark during my head and that... It's a creepy trail at night. Mm. It's just, yeah. I felt like I was in, a, like, another world. But, uh, anyway. Trails <laughs> in the dark are just so different from when they're laid out. Like, we they're come down, different. and then the, we see the parking lot, and the, and the light is, like, it's so open. Yeah. You can see so much. It's so different. <laughs> yeah. So, what's next? Do you have any hiking-related plans for the future? Of course, there's always <laughs> plans. Um, yeah, I um, there's a lot of long distance hiking I want to do, but shorter, shorter long distance trails. Um, I and now I want to do the CDT, which I really had no desire to do, but a lot of my friends have done it in the past couple of years, and so I see their pictures and I'm like, oh, well, it would be the triple crown, right? <laughs> like one more. Um, the only thing holding me back from that is being away from Chris for so long. Because on the PCT, uh, it was hard. I struggled um, being away from him oh. and missing him um, mm. more than I thought I would. Um, and now we have the dog. So I love my dog very mm. much. It's like <laughs> my child. Aww. And so I don't know. Like Right now, it's just not in the cards for me. The other thing is those really long hikes cost money and yeah. it requires time off from work, so therefore not making money. And I like having money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I, there are some other um, shorter ones. The Arizona Trail I'd like to do, mm-hmm. and that's 800 miles, so that's doable in a couple months and wouldn't require a ton of time off from work or a lot of money. Um, the Grand Enchantment Trail... Um, which is 1,200 miles, which is um, New Mexico, Utah, that area. I'd like to go back and finish the long trail eventually because you hike 120 miles of it on the AT, and I'd like to see the rest. I've been on parts of the rest. I've been on you know the 4,000-foot summits. but And then the Cohas Trail, which you guys just yeah, did. yeah. And that's pretty. That's on the shorter side, which is nice. Yeah. And it's yeah, that was just in our backyard, so it's not you know huge travel arrangements need to be made. So yeah, that one definitely is. When we did it, um, which was just last summer, it's pretty in the middle of nowhere usually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't see a lot, a lot of field. Yeah, <laughs> I've been on. I've been on quite. I've been on the um, northern part of it up near Pittsburgh. Oh. I've been on sections yeah. of it up there. Um, and of course, sections of it down here where it goes over like Owl's Head and Mount Martha, that yeah. area. Yeah, I like that. I think that would be, yeah. that would be the draw of it <laughs> to me. Yeah. It's just, it wouldn't see a lot of people. Um, 
I'd also like to get over to the Adirondacks. You know, my boyfriend's a 46er, and he would like to get over there in winter and do them in winter, and I've never been to the Adirondacks. Um, I guess because when you live in gorgeous mountains, do you really want to drive five hours to hike? (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, that's the way I think of it. That's exactly what mom thinks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it's still the explorer in me. I like to explore. So, um, and when I'm done redlining, I'll probably start on the Maine Mountain Guide and start redlining Maine because Maine's got some gnarly trails. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun scrambling. And then there's like Acadia. I've only been up there once, but it's beautiful. Oh, and then all the trails in Baxter State Park, because I love it up there. So, A lot of exciting things for the future. Yeah, Yeah, I I always have stuff on my my to-do list for hiking. It just never runs out. I never get bored, you know. Yeah, there's so much to see. So, So many new things to see. Always. So now we're going we're gonna to ask some questions unrelated to hiking. So what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a bartender in North Conway. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, um, I've worked in the restaurant business a long time, and I've done a lot of different things. And I have three college degrees, and even after all that, I went back to the restaurant industry <laughs> um, after working in finance for a while. Um, it's... It's good money, and the flexibility is key when you want to do hiking trips Definitely. and long-distance stuff. Um, I can go anywhere. I can move anywhere. I can bartend anywhere. And I can get usually the time off whenever I want. So it's it's key to my lifestyle now. Yeah. And, and it's good money. So um, I wasn't cut out for the... Nine to five office world. I found that out after college when I worked Desk for jobs, a yeah. financial <laughs> yeah. firm. I actually worked for American Express, and it was wow. I cried almost every day. <laughs> I think just you know sitting in traffic and wearing a suit and being on the phone for your entire day. It's just not what I was cut out for. Yeah, I went back. I was an event manager. I was a um, like an event coordinator for a restaurant that had function facilities and stuff for a while. And then I just went back and bartending. So it works for now. Yeah. yeah. So what's your favorite food? I love nachos. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm lactose intolerant, so Ooh. I can't really do the cheese anymore. That happened after the AT, actually. I became lactose intolerant. Really? Yeah. Really? They say your body changes every seven years or so, and it's, I guess, according to my doctor, who was like, yeah, that can happen as an adult, just like mm. allergies can come on and stuff, so. Nachos were, like, my favorite, and I still crave them a lot. I like all food. I mean, I love to eat. <laughs> what hiker doesn't, you yeah, know? Yeah, all food is good. Yeah. Most food is good. <laughs> I mean, I love vegetables. I'd say, like, that's a staple in my diet. And then nachos. You can put anything on nachos. You ever notice that? Just like pizza, you can put anything on it. It tastes good. Yeah, we don't eat nachos that much, but that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we've had, have pizza we've more had nachos often. like twice. Yeah, we're, we're not. Food. We don't eat chips that much. Ah, yeah. I love chips. Chips are good. Chips are good, though. We do have them sometimes. What's your favorite non-hiking related book? Man. 
wouldn't you know that most of the books I read are active related? <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. I know. <laughs> you know, I should have thought about that more because I'm trying to think the last book I read that wasn't hiking related and I can't think of it because it was probably five years ago. <laughs> Water for Elephants about the circus. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about behind the scenes of the circus and there's a lot of classics I like, like um, Catcher in the Rye, Color Purple. Yeah, those are definitely good. Great Gatsby. I, I read those in high school and then I reread them quite a bit as an adult. So if you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you choose and why? Um, I would fly, definitely. Yeah, everybody usually says that. So yeah. We've gotten some people who said yeah, we invisible. We've gotten like one person. Cause mm-hmm. She said that if she There's was like invisible, people. she could get on a plane without anybody noticing, and then she could fly. Mm. Oh, no, I mean like fly, like yeah, myself, yeah. like flap my arms and fly. Um, I definitely would fly, because could you, how fun that would that be, just yeah. to go from peak to peak, like just soaring like a flying squirrel or something. <laughs> I agree. So, um, do you prefer dogs or cats? I love both. I love animals. And I've had both my entire life. I don't have a cat right now. We have a dog, but um, I love them both. Chips or popcorn? Chips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, cheddar or Swiss cheese? (laughs) Um, Before my lactose intolerance days, cheddar, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you had to pick one, summer hiking or winter hiking in the whites? If I had to pick one. But yeah, you can only hike in the summer forever. You can only hike in the winter forever in the White Mountains. Um, I, oh, that's really tough. I guess I'd have to go summer because um, I'd want to be able to hike with Chris, and he would definitely say summer. It's mm. warmer, longer daylight hours. Yeah. But, you know. Winter, no bugs, less people. Yeah. <laughs> there are pros and cons. Yeah, there are. But I would I would guess I would have to pick summer. It's a longer season anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> I had fun. This was awesome. <laughs> the preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS, It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.